Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Moves up and takes the lead, but Mr. Brightside's challenging. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood, Cascadian late. Mr. Brightside in front, and Mr. Brightside side has won the mile from Cascadian, the inevitable. He's three on Beauty Eternal, then came Mamur, next in there is Soul Rush, but it's Golden 60 for Hong Kong, four on Voyage Bubble, that's not a whip, that's a wand, that ride from Vincent is magic, Golden 60. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki, Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear, I'm Thunderstruck late, Animo holding G'day punters and welcome back to the first Group 1 meeting of 2024. It is the CF or Stakes. Everyone says we've got to move it and it's too similar to the Futurity, but it keeps bringing together a good field. And you know what? I'm bloody excited for it. Will Alford and Nick McGualter, how are you feeling heading into Caulfield this week? Very excited. Oh, yes. This riveting bot. Yeah, I am. I feel it. Completely off a bit. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. This week's gone so long. This is one of my favourite meetings, all autumn carnival back at the Heath, where I I feel like I do some of my best work. It's probably my favourite venue out of the, apart from Rooney Valley. Um, I have to say that. I'm you don't obligated. have to say that. I'm, I'm obligated to. I love Caulfield. It's just a great, great venue to go to. It's just a great track to punt at. Um, yeah, I just love it. I haven't been there for a while, so it's going to look a little bit different um, to last time I've been there. So I'm looking forward to going to see what's happened. Mm. It's gone from uh, the red yeah. giant, the red and orange giant, to the blue giant as well. So a bit of differences there with the major yeah. sponsor. Yeah. Nico, the punters, the loyal oh. fans, they want the bake straight off the top this week. We're not waiting to the end for these questions. And they want to know... What happened yesterday at Sandown <laughs> with Lording? Oh, fucking hell. What happened with Lording? <laughs> he's becoming quite enigmatic for me, Johnny Allen. Oh, he's always been a favourite of mine, but far out. He's, the patience is wearing thin. Fucking hell. They didn't go very fast, and I was like, as soon as I could see this unfolding, I'm like, oh, they've backed it off here. He probably should have just gone... 
out and around, and he had he had that much horse, it wouldn't have mattered. But he just decided to sit in there and sniff ass, and oh, it was fucking painful. He should have won by probably three. And then the bullshit in the stewards' room. I knew, I knew, I knew exactly how this was going to happen. I was like, yeah, after I got fisted last week in the stewards' room, I'm going to cop it again. And sure enough, what happened? Bend over, Nick. Three dollars sixty, I got. And I just knew that it was a recipe for disaster halfway up the straight. I'm like, oh, yeah, over has gone straight in my clacker once again. Yeah, well, thank goodness I had an RDO on Monday because I would have bet the absolute fuck out of it. And, yeah, well, thanks. And well, I would have done my balls. $6.50. Yeah, it opened $6.50. I, had so come, I would have been sitting away this... in my... I would have been sitting in the cafe just clicking to click, 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 click. And Gee, it's... you're a virgin. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. I was yeah. sitting there and I had the conversation for the listeners out there. I was having this conversation with the boys. I said, Oh, Lording looks a cracking bet Saturday, uh, Wednesday. Um, got all the right form. Anything sort of 250, I think, is fair, worthy of a bet. And then I, and I've, I was refreshing, refreshing, and I see 650 straight into 360, and I took that and it just slowly started trickling in from there, but far out. The tabloid kept his. The tabloid kept his job. Oh, yeah, fucking the ride last week on Johnny Rocker was horrendous. He's he's making a bad habit. He's making a bad habit of slaughtering some of these horses. Like, he's a good rider. Far out. Yeah, but didn't help with the ride. I thought I thought he like sort of pulled him up. I thought I thought he was pulling him up in the run, Johnny Rocker. That well, was um... before the horse pulled up with issues. It was the fact that he was sitting OSL, probably should have rolled straight to the front, and then he's somehow got five wide on the corner because two squibs inside him have kicked up. Like how the fuck does that happen? And it was a day where you had to be on the rails. Yeah, like you are not anyway, stupid, he did, John. He did pull what up. What the fuck are you well, doing? But... Yeah, but he was he was given no favors with the ride. Yeah. No, I agree. It was an ugly watch, and uh, Anywho. so was yesterday. Um, Nico also wants to bake all the all the listeners. Oh yeah, I got that... so, I, so, something that's really getting on my nerves <laughs> is all the loyal listeners out here. Don't know whether they're doing it to take the piss out of me or whether they're actually <laughs> unaware that Nico is spelled N-I-C-O, no fucking K. Mate, it's not their okay. fault that uh, your parents can't spell. <laughs> I chose for it to be like that. You straight and, out the womb, and <laughs> and this is back on them anyway because you've posted Nico multiple times. I've posted Nico multiple times. There's no fucking K. It's not like this is a strange overnight. So listeners, be better. No and K for Nico. Third of all, sports bet, gutless dogs with their pricing. <laughs> Yes. Of a Wednesday, and any time actually, when they open a market, first of all they're weak because they wait two to three hours until every other joint has got their markets up. Then they correct, and then they still go fifty to sixty cents lower than the rest. I can hand it in, you weak grubs. Mm. Dead set. It's Fuck. been very, it's been very, it's, very. It's just ruining betting because then all the other corps have to turn their prices in. Well, they don't because, have to, but as soon as no, as they soon do, as they go, they put up. Um, so say they last week, I think it was, or maybe it's a couple of weeks ago, it was V8 in the Australia stakes and everyone opened sort of 290, 280, 260. And then they opened even money. And then every other corp just shat themselves and they were straight into 220, 230. And it was just like, anyway, ho- hopefully it's not a sign of the times, but it's been happening for a fair while. It's just weak behavior. 
They got they got it wrong this week though. They put up Young Werther two eighty or something, and and like yeah, that was weird. Tab went up like six dollars, and they, they obviously got that wrong. But that was weird. Anyway, yeah, hopefully we've fisted them in the all in markets for the autumn stakes. We will get to that very very soon. But Caulfield, how we think the track will play? It was what was it? Rail out nine, nine. meters last week. Yeah. It was a very fast firm two probably. I don't think it ever got upgraded to that, but it probably should have been, and it was very on pace. But back to the true position. A little bit more juice in the track. Uh, they'll obviously water it a little bit more. I'm going in with a pretty clear clear mind. Hopefully it's reasonably fair. Yeah, it's just yeah, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. All right, let's not waste any more time then. Let's get to race one. It is a 2,000-meter contest, benchmark 100. Flash feeling, well-backed into $2.90 from Bermudez 380. Independent Road five dollars, Superazi five fifty. Don't doubt Dory twelve dollars, Scalm nineteen dollars. Longer the rest. I'm very keen here. Um, mm. Flash feeling just looks like the most perfect setup horse this Saturday. He is fourth up. He gets to two thousand meters for the second time this preparation, and he hasn't been penalised at the weights for a narrow defeat last time around. He was awesome there last start at the Valley. Independent Road just got the a really easy time of it up in front. They, they didn't go a fast gallop by any means, but he was still really good to and through the line. He gets a three-kilo swing on that horse. He should be fitter for that, and he draws barrier three. So he's just going to get that lovely perch up on speed, and he bumps into outside Independent Road, who I think he can turn the tables on. This is a very weak race. Bermudez has 59 kilos, a bit of a query at 2,000 metres, and he only just got past him last start in a pretty low low uh, race. And Superazi, big query at 2,000 metres, I would have thought. 550 looks extremely skinny there. So flash feeling, gee, I know it's only race one, quarter past 12, but I'll be piling in nice and early. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. Will? He's, um, his peak ratings are all at 2,000 metres. So once every time he gets to 2,000, that's his... um. That's his best distance. So, um, I think this is a this has been set up by the trainer and um, John Sadler does like to to back them and um, I, yeah, I think this is a really nice bet to be honest. And I think um, I think Bermudez is under the odds, like the um, at least at least at the weight for age and of some of the bigger guys use the weight for age ratings as well, and, and it means something, of course. Um, so I think Bermudez will continue to drift. It's been a almost a one percent drift already. Um, since markets opened and um, positive JC, perfect rider for that cat though. MZ on first time, it's worth. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Flash Feeling probably gets the one one, and I think he'll out sprint them. Um, yeah, he's just he's just um looking for this this um trip now, and um, the splits last time were were really nice. Um, they they, 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 they all have intertwined form, like it's it's all they all have relative SPs, and but um. I don't, I don't think it's really, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's too much between him and he, and he drops in the weights and um, yeah, he's, he's perfectly set up. I think, I think he'll be the, the strong firmer. I think he's more like a 250 chance than the, than the $3 one. Sweet as. Nico, anything to add? I'll probably follow and go with you. Um, I've got no firm opinion in the race, but yeah, I'm happy to come with it. Three odd dollars. Sure. Beautiful. All right, race two, 2,400 meter benchmark 78. It looks probably the low light of the card and no doubt they're going to walk here because that's what, what they do in these crappy 
middle distance, long distance races. Divine Purpose is 420 from Oceanic Flash, 480. Chevalier de Fou, de Fou, $5. Galileus, 550. We have got information from Roller Dice that they are coming here, not going to Adelaide. Wertheimer, $8. And Pearl Rain, $12. But these no horses surprise. are dead set going to be racing in the 2350 benchmark 70 at fucking Warnable. It's no surprise that you've found a bet here. Yeah, Chevalier de Four is um he comes out of a, a nice rating race. It was a small field. They they didn't they didn't go it was an even sort of pace. It wasn't quick, but it was it was even and um oh, yeah. Tiger and Beck's a, a nice enough horse and it's got form through independent road and and for, from the last race anyway. And he pushed he was well supported. He was he he opened nine dollars last week and backed into three sixty Betfair SP. I, he's on the back up here. Uh, I think he only really needs to hold the rating, and I think he'll go straight to the front. Uh, he was he was a little bit slow away, so hopefully he's not too slow away, and he can he can find the front here. And I, I think he's a like it's a low confidence race. It's a, I've done my bollocks on on staying races recently, but um, but I think I think this is a like there's enough edge in buttering this. up again. Yeah, there's enough edge in this price where, like, even though I'm, I'm not like wanting to completely steam into it, I think it's a, it's a nice bet. It, like, it's a, it's a box ticking bet. But I don't love box ticking bets, but like, it's a, it's a progressive horse on the way up. I think Oceanic Flash is sort of one that um, people will like. It's it was sixteen to twenty five last time and um, sort of peaked on its run, but, but yeah, I don't know. And Divine Purpose is, the market keeps smashing it, but it's hasn't really ever done anything so i think it's a relatively nice bet and if it just goes straight to the front it gets out to its best trip on the back up it's hard to beat beautiful we won't spend any more time on that one we'll go straight to race three it is over the mile benchmark 70 another go. will is two dollars ten favorite he's also in at sydney so not a hundred percent sure which way he goes but he's a dominant favorite from zambagini 750 marble arch ten dollars vinnie spirit twelve dollars too good for turak Fifteen dollars and first encounter sixteen dollars. But you, you were go first. Bot you were quite early on the price two dollars ninety, and you took it all from us, your virgin. Yes, I did. Um, this is um a really nice horse. The market has him going to a really really big number, and um, and he actually exceeded it last time. I think he will go again, and I think he will. I think I would be. This horse will probably end up winning a Herbert Power later on in the year. And running in the Caulfield Cup, I I think he's a a really nice horse. He's a group horse. So I don't think that's um, negotiable. I think the the way that they um, they smashed him on that day at Mooney Valley with the really funky track, um, like the, the the market was the market knew that the track was playing funky, and they're still like three. Is funky two. is funky the new funky is a new trendy uh, word. It's, it's the new buzzword amongst the nerds. It I is. Think. It is. But the track was being weird. It was it was rails hot at Moody Valley for those that that sort of three week period. Um, and yeah, he um, they, they it was threes into about two twenty, and um, that that obviously hadn't gone a massive number. And I think he he would go to a big new number here. The the maps, I guess, sort of tricky, but they'll go quick here. It was, it'll sort itself out, and um, I think I think it's probably going to start odds on. There's not there's not much else here really. Marble Arch is a nice source. I hope it's I hope it stays here, but um yeah. Yep. Well bot is on another bot and Nico is also yeah. on another bot. Nico I'm backing myself tell us why in. you like this horse. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, 
Bot said everything that uh, that we need to say. Mm. I, I I don't mind either state which he races in. I sort of half want him to go to Sydney anyway, just to shove it up, Bot, because <laughs> he's not going to have a bet. So it's not going to bother me. I'll be I'll be backing him, and he'll be winning in either state that he runs in. But no, I do hope for you, for your sake, Bot, he does run in Melbourne. He will be a nice little uh, kick along. Um, Let's chuck it in a multi, bra. I've I've already backed him, but you can just play him into some other things. I think he'll be winning. So um, yeah, yeah, beauty. Yeah, I've taken two forty. I think he's a great bet. He returned at Sandown last start, and gee, he did it easy. He uh, ran home in some good splits. It was a soft track. Um, and I don't really hold any fears with him going to the dry surface. I actually like him drawn out in some way because he's this big striding thing, and I would hate for him to be boxed up on the rail at Caulfield. So I'm not so against him drawing out in 12 with the rail back in the true position. Let's go to race four. It is the Autumn Stakes, group two for the three-year-olds over 1,400 metres. Southport Tycoon is $1.85, but if you are a subscriber of the six-day, then you will be on... At $6, hopefully, when the notification went out, they changed their plans. Uh, Benny Sporgle wrote a bit of an article in racing.com after speaking to Nathan Bennett, um, the, the racing manager of Bennett Racing, obviously, in these colours. And looks a great bet now. Carbonados, $5. We're on at 15 Zipaway, $6.50. The WA Visitor, Flying Trapeze, $9.50. Hey Fat Cat, $10. And Snow Patrol, $13. Uh, I'll quickly start. I think South... Southport Tycoon was sensational last start in the Group 2 Australia Stakes. If you didn't sort of bungle the start, you can mount a strong case that he could have or should have beaten V8. We know the wraps that V8 has on him. Uh, He's sort of six, seven dollars in the Group 1 later on in the day. I think the map is fine here. Um, And Kieran's just gone, you know what? I'll get Damien Lane on. So that just makes your confidence go even higher from barrier five. Just going to get the absolute dream run. His 1,400-meter form is is super. Uh, he ran second to Stepardi, beaten a lip last preparation, and he had good form. He beat a horse I have a really high opinion of in Akasita the start prior. So all he has to do is take natural improvement. Hopefully he improves his racing manners as, as well, and uh, I think he's a good way here. Carbonados is off a forgive last start, so he got his tongue over the bit and he pulled up lame. I'm willing to, to forgive him as well, and we've taken a bit of $15 there. So pretty keen we've got the winner. Yes, we are, we are sitting very pretty here. Um, on at both prices that you have disclosed, I thought Southport Tycoon was excellent in the Australia Stakes behind V8. Slow out the gates, missing the start about a length and a half before rattling off some very slick sectionals. To just miss, but lost no admirers. Looks his race to lose, in my opinion. Um, and I do want to forgive um, Carbonados for last start. He did SP three dollars eighty versus Brave Maidens to Party King Colorado. That's prop proper form from proper horses who are going to fight out the finish in the CS Hayes next Saturday. Um, he did have excuses. He pulled up lame and he got his tongue over the bit. The tongue tie goes on on Saturday, and uh, he is the clear danger. To Southport Tycoon, um, if he bounces back to his best. So, yeah, I thought um, as much as Tyson Adrian Hart can like me saying it, I think there's only one and a half chances, but hopefully uh, hopefully Shiny runs well for them. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big jump in, in uh, class for him. 
But and I just want to say group form versus um, a, a smart maiden win last start, albeit own age group. But um, yeah, be interesting. He's going to get it all favors. Um, good jockey booking in Jamie Carr with Bo unfortunately uh, out due to that uh, horrible fall that he had the other day at uh, Stony Creek. But, um, yeah, looks to get every favour. So I'm interested to see where he measures up. Yeah, we wish um, well wishes to Bo and obviously Luke Nolan as well, who have uh, had falls in the last few days. Hopefully they make yeah, speedy recoveries. Bad, it's been a bad little couple of days for that season. Yeah, it has. Um, but I just want to say, before I throw to you, Will, I'm very proud of myself because what most people don't know is Will is – he doesn't have too many all-in bets, but – I did convince him to back Southport Tycoon at $6 and he's on with us. So let's go, bot. Let's cheer him home. Hopefully he starts odds on and he wins in a canner. Yeah, I hope so. But um, if I was going to have a bet now, I'd back Zipway. Price is probably stupid. Like if, if I wasn't on Southport Tycoon at sixes and fives, I would, I would, um, I would back Zipway. Yeah. And I probably will back Zipway to be honest. Yeah, we probably because haven't touched on him enough. Like he's got—he ran, he he split. Oh, he didn't split it, but he, yeah, he split Zalaki and Bustler, and um, yeah. Dom to shoot like that. He in the northerly, like I know in back in trip, but you know, that's 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 good form, and he won the WA Guineas. Yeah, and, no, um, he's he's a bloody good horse. Yeah, and and Carbonados, um, he actually hasn't done like the ratings are sort of nothing. But the market, like if you use the expected rating from last start, like the market, like he's, he bet, bet fair SP $3.76, I think it was, versus Brave Meg King Colorado Sapati, like off that form, he started three. So the market's got him, got him going to a, a good, good level and he pulled up lame and had his tongue over the bit. So um, I've pro- even even if you price him off that, like how, how I, don't, I, I don't like zip away beaten a lip to Zaki. Like, mm. yeah, it, and and he's probably better. He's bred to probably be better over a mile and maybe a bit further. And he got and he and he ran that number, but at the same time, Southport Tycoon deserves to be evens-ish. I'd say, um, I, I'd have zip away comfortably in front of Carbonados, and it, even whilst factoring in the expected rating from last time, and I don't really want to back one off a. Of, a run as bad as that either. So like, I'm I'm reaching with Carbonados, and I still can't get him anywhere near the price. If that makes sense. I guess I guess the caveat to that is obviously coming over from WA first run over, and maybe fitness is just a little bit suspect with the grand final still a little bit away. But yeah, I, what's the I grand final? Australian Guineas. Australian Guineas for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, but yeah, our opinion on the race is also a little bit different because he's sitting at six and fifteen oh, yeah, to of one. Course. Of if course. you're looking at it at two and five, you're absolutely not having those. You can't really back two at those odds. No, if, yeah. I, if I didn't have a bet, I'd back Zipway. So if, you, if you're not on those odds, then... Zipway's just going to get better with his preparation, I think. It's just a very short, sharp turnaround from from yeah. his uh, late campaign over there. If you're not you on those odds, off. you can either back Zipway and run third at $7.50 or, or you can sign up to the six day and pay $130 for a whole year. <laughs> Sort out if not, if not, eat your heart out. Race five, the Carline Cup, 1,600 metres, Group 3. 
Yonsei, $3 favorite. Is it Yonsei or is it Yonse? Don't know. But Foxy Cleopatra is also fighting for favoritism, $3.10. Young Werther, $4.00, first up at $1,600. Unusual Culture, $5.50. And the market says those are the only chances with Loft resuming here at $15. Nico, I'll let you go first here because you are on the fave. I am with uh, my girl. I did say last start um, in the in the lead up to her last start. So we just we just let her go around at fourteen hundred meters. She'll just have a nice little run, and and then we bet third up mile. And that's exactly what happens here. Um, she's two from three at the mile. She looks set to run a peak here for mine. She got a fitness edge over Foxy Cleopatra, um, who usually uh, improves into her preparation. And I can't, I can't fathom how Young Werther um, is the price he is. Um, yeah, I know he's got some relatively good form, but he's certainly not a first-up horse. Um, and he also is a lot better third, fourth up in his preparation. So, um, yeah, I've been an unusual culture. It's a squib. Um, and I think Loft... Um, I'm interested to see how Loft goes. Obviously, he's not a winning chance. He's they're going to finish and go to the finishing post, and he's going to think there's another lap, the poor fella. But um, <laughs> yeah, this horse has got a lot of talent, and um, my heart did break uh, when that news come through a couple of years ago that um, he wasn't going to make it to Cup Day, um, especially after that really good, really good trial. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see uh, see how they go. Sweet. Uh, Will, you are sticking with Unusual Culture, I think, and you've taken a bit of eights. Yeah, because um, Sportsbet went up real short Young Werther, which was interesting. I don't know why, but they did. Um, and Unusual Culture went up $8, and I thought, you know, like it's, it's too big. It's like it, it, it does elevate when it gets to the mile. All of its peak ratings are at the mile. Um it was a really slowly run race, and it was, uh, if not the best home, it was second best home. I think um, Link Pashiro might have been better splits, but um, but yeah, I, I think it um, I think I think it might go forward here. There's not a lot of speed. I think Fossi Cleopatra might lead. Um, unusual cult. I think they might press the button on an unusual culture and try and go sit outside lead, and Yonsei probably gets one one maybe. I don't know. I don't really know, but um. See what happens. It, you, like it's a, it's a. No one's got any idea what the map's going to look like here. Like you can pretend like you know what's going to happen, but these sorts of maps, like anything, can happen. But I, I still think unusual culture probably just goes forward. They probably press the button if it doesn't miss the start. Um, yeah, I think it's a nice enough bet. Like I'm not launching into it, but eight dollars is too big. Six dollars is probably thereabouts. But like if you if on the day it edges out to seven eight dollars, might bet again. And um, if you're listening, I'd, I'd probably tell you to bet on that as well. Yep, sweet. I don't have too much opinion of this uh, race. Like race. I do, I do have a good a good opinion of it, but I just haven't really found the winner. So I'm happy to shoulder <laughs> arms there. It's probably the only race I'm trying to do. Oh bullshit! You'll be coming with me and Yons. <sighs> I don't know. I'll see. Oh, this next race is a cracker. I can't wait to bet. Well, let's get to it then. Race six. It is the Colts and Geldings. Blue Diamond Prelude. It's a Group Three. It's over eleven hundred meters. We're only two weeks out to the Blue Diamond itself. High Octane is two dollars sixty favorite off the debut win. Bodyguard three dollars ten. Mark Zar rides this horse. He didn't actually choose to ride it, but he was already 
pre-engage. So that is worth noting. Stay focused, $3.90, seeing some good support. Then you're way out to cardiologist, uh, $14 on debut. And Holmes of Court ran second to high octane, the stable mate in the same colors. He's $16. Nico, I think you're the keenest in this race. So I'll let you go first again. Hamburger with a lot here for me. <laughs> Having a bet and a lay. Um, I am enormously keen on uh, Bodyguard here. He's a clear-cut favorite for mine. Excellent debut on soft ground at Flemington in the Maribyrnong trial. I think he'll thrive um, back onto dry ground and around the bend. And the the big the big point for me, um, the big weapon he has in his artillery, is he's had that preparation, and I think that probably doesn't get spoken about enough with these young juveniles. Just having that preparation, it's just very hard to do it all in one preparation and win a big feature where he's had that win. He's had the time out. He's coming back into his second preparation and it's just been, a, it's just been fruitful for a lot of horses that have gone on to success. And that's, uh, that's a big part of my um, weighing into his corner. Uh, I think he's top shelf. I think he'll be winning on Saturday. I think stay focused is the main danger and I want no piece of high octane. You can Why leave not? me out of him. Why? Um, I just think he, yeah, he won well last start, but it was run to suit. I don't think oh, barrier one. I don't think barrier one is going to be to his liking, and I just think the bodyguard's better. I think he's he's likely to put in a touch, touch of a softer run second up. Um, yeah, I'm just really keen bodyguard. I think he's a really really good horse. So I'm backing him on Saturday, and I'm backing him for the diamond. Doesn't he go Who? back from nine? Who bodyguard? I think he will. Yeah, he won't be like right up oh, there. I'd rather I'd rather him be in nine than one. Will, do you have any thoughts on this race or me first? Um, I sort of do. I I hate bodyguard. I'm the opposite to Nico. I the the rating was um was no good. Well, it wasn't no good. It was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't like the time was eh, and the rating was yeah. Races well. are races are run on grass, not on fucking paper. Yeah. But... <laughs> The highest rated horse can, is all good and well until the gates open, then it means fuck all. All right. Um, I, I think high octane should be favourite, and like if I get three three bucks, three twenty, I'll probably press the button. But um, but yeah, and yeah, another horse I Innovations is forty to one after starting equal favourite with high, or almost equal favourite with high octane. I thought that was half interesting. It's a squib, but it could just um pinch it so maybe in divisions i could have something on and um yeah i, I think high octane is like more like a 250 chance but um i, I don't really want to steam into 280 um mm. maybe three dollars 320 something like that maybe wait for betfair see what happens um even homes are caught like 17 dollars after getting beat high octane but the other thing was with high octane it was all last 400 like he sort of got out in the last 400 meters was was real big. I think he ran the fastest four to the two with a meeting. Um, it was, yeah, I, I, he should be just, um, he should be like clearly favorite. I know I, um, I said that last week and I got it completely wrong, but I think, I think that market move for Coleman was more intent baits than, um, than ratings based. It was map based and it was also a bit of, um, yard, yard based sort of thought. Yeah. Well, I definitely got that one wrong. That was, um, and Nisa was was backed early, and it was at the gate. 
and then um, they just completely launched into Coleman and they got after hundred meters. You knew that you knew what was going. Yeah, on. Yeah, after hundred meters, and I probably maybe should have sort of saw it coming, but I'm flattered myself. Time. I didn't kick up for Coleman enough. Oh, well. oh well, it is what it is. Weak. I was probably going to be with Anisa when we did the podcast, and then on the sit day to, I ended up having something. Piss behavior, Nick. Sit on Coleman, <laughs> I am going to have. I've got a bit of narrative here. Oh, here we go. And, and Bot's going to laugh. But this is interesting. Philip Stokes has come out and said, stay focused is going to be scratched if this is a good three. And I think that's all jargon. And I doubt the I doubt Tim Bailey will really listen to it. But there's a good chance that this is a good three by this stage. But because of how firm the track was last week and the rail going back to the true position, I think he'll overwater it a touch. And I think the inside will start to chop up. And I just don't think high octane is going to be in the spot I want him to be in. I've got a good opinion of this horse, but he's drawn barrier one. I don't think he has the early speed to be in the first four or five. So I think he's going to be three back on the rails. And I just think it's going to, I think it's tricky. I hate barrier one for him. Um, He's got this big action where he's had room in his trials. And even last day, he circled the field. I just don't think he gets that scenario. So I'm against him from a map perspective. I think those inside lanes are going to be the inferior ground, and I think he could have a lot of traffic issues. Um, stay focused. If he's here, he's worth respecting. But I am with Bodyguard. I thought his debut win was excellent. He ran the third fastest last 400 of the entire meeting. That was on Turnbull Stakes Day, won the Maribyrnong, um trial or whatever it was. So that, that's nothing to be sneezed at. I love his recent trials around um, – what's his what's his stablemate's name again? Treasured, I think. Fearless or something. Fearless. Fearless. Fearless was really unlucky last Aaron's week. Aaron's got it as well, doesn't he? Yeah. It probably should have beaten Prost. It was all over the shop last week in Sydney. And, and oh, you want to talk about a bad ride? Fucking Nash. What the fuck Fearless. was he doing on Traffic Warden? Oh, on Traffic Warden, yeah. yeah. Oh, that that wasn't a great ride. But, um, that, that race rated awfully. Yeah, because yeah. the two winners never got a crack at them. No. I, I just think I just think take two year old ratings a little bit with a grain of salt this yeah. early when they've only had one one star. And I'm really happy with MZ on. I think the map. Yes, he will be back, but I think he'll be in. He'll have fresh air, and he'll be in the best lane. Whereas high octane might just be strung up. So. For that reason, I'm backing Bodyguard. I hope we get a little bit better than what he's on offer, but it is a cracking race nonetheless. I've seen this MZ, Snowden, Swoop. Oh, I love it. Give it to me on a platter. Nico has gone full Max Payne. Race seven. It's the the girls' turn. It's the diamond prelude for the Phillies. 1,100 metre, group two for the two-year-olds. Bold Bastille has been crunched today. She's into even money from Kuriyangi. $7.50 Seven dollars fifty is in at Adelaide as well. Hopefully comes here. Hayasugi eight fifty, flooded nine fifty. Uh, Matisse twelve dollars, and to be or not to be, that is the question. Seventeen dollars. Mm, interesting. I'm going to have two bets in this race. One's more of just a novelty bet than a uh, than a dead set winning chance. I think Bold Bastille. What is a novelty bet? What does that mean? Oh, it's just an interest bet. Like I just a horse that I think shouldn't be the price it is. Means it, you don't really lose if it loses, but yeah, it's just so a small right, bet. So like I'm gonna just, have I'm gonna have like ten dollars. <laughs> gonna have ten dollars each way on it. So I'm gonna lose fuck all if it loses. 
Just a speck. Oh, so a speck. It's a small bet. donation to keep you the just, industry going. Yeah. Just, just like a little fingernail for you, okay? It's <laughs> a little fingernail bet. Just throw it on the ground. Bold Bastille's debut, Cox Plate Day, was nothing short of exceptional. She smashed Hayasugi by three lengths, albeit she may have had some bias in her favour, but I think that that form has stood up um, to the test of time so far. Bold Bastille has, yes, she's had a setback, but um, I still think she's the clear one to beat, even if she's a little bit back off uh, what she was on Cox Plate Day, I still think. Um, yeah, I still think she's going to give this race a big shake. They're going to go forward. The gate's no issue. She's got speed. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to change anything there. And yeah, I, I think she'll be too good for them. And the other horse I'm backing in the race. If this was trained by anyone else, this wouldn't be a hundred to one. And I know, I know that she's got ability. This horse, Gavs Philly, Juviance, my man John Allen. He owes me a good one. So this would be, <laughs> this would be a good time to to repay me at a hundred to one. But um. Yeah, she debuted a few weeks ago at Pakenham. Um, she was under hard riding, under Squib D, but she <laughs> rattled off some really good sectionals uh, late. And I know that she's uh, going well at home. That might all be a little bit too soon for her because she's still very green. She's got no idea but she, what she's doing, but um, she does have talent and she's a horse. But if she doesn't necessarily do it on Saturday, you can follow her into the future because... Uh, she's got a nice race in her at some point, but um, yeah, just because it's got Gav's uh, Gav's name in the race book and a two-year-old, that's why it's a hundred to one. Uh, I think she should probably be about fifty to one. So I'll be having a little spec on her just in case. But um, yep, that's Get me. Beat, beat the market by one percent. Ah well, <laughs> beat SP doesn't matter what happens after that, Benny. Nico, Job's can you please done. turn your washing machine off? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I'm on Bold Bastille. Uh, I've taken $2.40. I think that is a respectable price. Early on, I thought $3, like, this is grouse. The market's going to say she's not ready yet because of the camp. You know, she's, she's missed some work. She had, what did she have? She had a, a bit of a virus, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did miss a trial. I think it might have been on, on New Year's Day. So, okay, she has missed a little bit of work, but that figure she put up was the best pre-Christmas two-year-old figure. It was a proper win in the English banner. And, you know, I know it wasn't the greatest race, but she she still put three lengths on Hayasugi. Um, I know she was probably the most professional filly on that occasion, but I just think the map works out perfectly again. Mark Zara is going to take this horse straight to the front and people can say all they want about all right, the horse is not going to be ready. It's not grand final time. But the Blue Diamond is in two weeks. So if she's not 95% here, and I'm going to say it, if she's not winning here, then she can't, she cannot win a Blue Diamond. She has to be winning here. Um, it's not a very good race outside of the main sort of chances. And she's going to get all favours from the map. So MZ to win both two-year-old features. Um, yeah, I, um, I agree, but I don't want to take even money. Uh uh, if I wanted, I probably should have taken two eighty, but I didn't. Because yeah, I was I thinking the same as you, Ben. I thought, well, maybe we'll get three dollars, and I'll then I'll bet. But um, yeah, I'm not betting at the moment. I think it's a bit short. She's obviously the best chance, and clearly, um, the only other horse I've got in single figures is to be or not to be. I think it's a, a nice horse, and it was well backed uh, on debut, and it's a pirata, so I think it'll improve 
up in distance and there was a, there was a mid-race slowdown. So I don't think it was suited by, um, you know, like the, the anchor drop in them. Um, sort of picked up again and, and sprinted through the line. It was beaten by the the race fit Philly. Hey, um, um, what's it called? Hey, Asugi. But, mm. um, but yeah, I, I think to be or not to be should be second pick. And uh, with the map anyway, like a lot of these are going to go, going to go back. I know it's Caulfield shoot, but I don't know if they, they really, like some of these trainers, I doubt they'd really want to risk. Um, well, the, the way they think anyway, like they'll, they'll, they'll think, oh, shit, we'll probably just want to go back just to, preserve them for the the main target or, or whatever i don't know but um but yeah bold bastilla goes straight to the front she's obviously she's like a 240 chance um that's that's that seems about right to me if i get it if i get 280 on the day i i'll probably bet but um but to be or not to be i'm sort of i'm in an if i want to bet now because i think i might find it actually um and i think it might be the one they sort of back but they also could just completely just smash Bob Bastille. But but if if one's going to beat her, I'd I'd say. So you're, you're banking on to be or not to be going forward, obviously. Yeah, it'll go forward. Um, yeah. uh, and flattered another one um, behind Anisa. It was um, mm. big splits behind Anisa, and um, but yeah, like there's the the, pa- the pace will be frantic, and um, I, I don't know. I, I like I'm not I'm not like in love with this race, but. 17 bucks to be or not to be is a, a nice enough bet, I thought. All right, let's move on to race eight. It is the Rubiton Stakes for the sprinters, the older sprinters this time. 1,100-meter group two, Azfura, $2.20 favorite from Queen of the Ball, who's been one of the best back runners into $7.50. Ray Magnero, he is on the backup from last week's win, eight fifty. Zapateo, $10, hypothetical. $11, Vivienne, $11, and Kalos, $17. Better mentioned Sweet Ride as well at $18. As for her, what do we think here? She looks mighty hard to beat, I would have thought. Yeah, I think um, I think she's obviously the right favourite and clearly favourite, but as you can you can come up with a couple of different sort of narratives to to at least put some queries on her. Last, last time, first up, the market expected her to run 102.1 and she ran that exact rating. So that's that's the the, the rating I, I've i um, put on her and I'm pretty comfortable with that. I don't think she's going to run to her peak, the peak that she did in the, the Scalacci. But she's a horse, I think, like especially first up last time, it was, a, it was a really slowly run race. And I think if they really pour it on and they go really quick, which I think they might, it could, it, she could, she could just be that one one length off her form and I think that's enough. Well one or two lengths off her form and I think that's enough to to bring a horse like Zapateo or or Sweet Ride in into the right. Those are the two horses I've backed or I, I haven't backed Zapateo yet. But those are the two I, I'm interested in. Um and, and to a lesser extent Kalos. Uh Zapateo started Betfair SP two twenty five against Sunshine in Paris Espiona Zugotcha and a couple others in the Shiraco first up last prep. And she um, probably should have beaten as for a one day at call, at uh, Flemington down the straight. Yeah, yeah, that too. But um, she's more of a twelve hundred meter horse. But like, if, if like that two twenty five versus those horses, if you if you look at the expected rating, I probably don't have enough time to do that right now. If you looked at that, like she that's probably has a running like one oh. 
three or something first up that I don't know what the market was doing there. It was at a fast track too. So it wasn't like, because some people think she's better on a soft track, but um, yeah, I, I think like the, the market has her going to a good level and she probably just didn't come up last prep and I'm, I'm comfy enough. If the pace is really strong and, and she's sort of running on, I think she's the one to knock the favorite off. And, and as far as not, not like way under the odds either, I think she's, She's more like a 270 sort of chance. I think that's about fair for her. And the other one's Sweet Ride, who uh, I backed last time at 40s. It was given absolutely no chance, no intent, and it squealed home from the back of the field over 1,000. It's got good form. It can it can race up on pace. I wouldn't be surprised if they really press the button from barrier three, third up. Um, and it, its best sort of form is like two lengths off um, in secret and, and those sorts of horses. Like it's a it's a group-winning like won the San Domenico, like it was a weak San Domenico, but it still won it. Like it's, yeah, I could I couldn't have Queen of the Ball hypothetical or Viviane shorter than it in the market. Um, those two anyway. So, so yeah, I'm sort of reaching for their best form, but I think I think they presents an opportunity to get the favourite beat and a couple of the, the, these other ones that I think are just a little bit too short. So, those are the two I want to back. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I think she's a moral as for her. Um, <laughs> she's very, very good. This girl, she took it all before her last prep. She's unbeaten track and trip at Caulfield. Um, she's three from four first up. She's just bomb proof. She's gonna get the gun run barrier six. She doesn't start not if she doesn't start odds on. Um, I'll be very, very surprised. She's got panels on this lot. I think. Um, Arguably, she could have been unbeaten last preparation. Like she had the two wins, she looked the winner at the hundred meter mark, um, and it took Imperatrice and breaking a track record to beat her again. Um, and then, yeah, you can forgive that going to twelve hundred meters um, late in the preparation. That was just a bit of a suck it and see job. But um, yeah, she'll be winning here, and she'll be very, very hard to beat in an Oakley plate. Before right. going on an international campaign, and uh, interested to see how Mornington Glory measures up. He's obviously a bit out of his depth, but um, can't begrudge him his chance. I suppose the way he's going, so it'll be interesting to see how he measures up. I think um, I think he's a chance to to run a, a nice race. Um, like I can't have Ray Magnerio again. Yes, he beat me last week. Um, after being so keen on him to start before, but barrier 14, I'd be surprised if they run. If they do, you can gap him. Zapateo goes better with some give in the track, I believe. Um, and there's no superstars um, in between them. So, yeah, he's the fit horse who's probably going to camp off uh, as far as back. So um, we know what turn of foot he's got. So it'll be interesting to see how he measures up. So fingers crossed uh, for him. Hopefully a little... Maybe top three or top four bet potentially. Love it. Bed's good racing manager is what we've been calling Nico. <laughs> <laughs> like that. But uh, I will be sucking it and seeing it as uh, Nico <laughs> alluded to there. I've taken two dollars. Don't be a bitch like bot. Just bet for as Fura. Uh, I think she boots. she is one of the more likely winning hopes on the day. I don't. The market tells you that. Um, Eleven hundred meters at Caulfield is probably. 
just about her her favorite trip as well. She flies around here. Um, that win that day in the McCafe Sprint was awesome. She made Kalos look silly. She's also made Uncommon James, another Group One sprinter, look silly around here. And first up, last preparation. I know she only beat Midwest, but it was a pretty soft win in the end. And given it was so slowly run, she probably didn't have the opportunity to to put a big margin on them. But she did it under a stranglehold. Mitch Hay can never let her go, and uh, her her jump outs leading into this have been awesome. So she's going to land right there on speed. She's going to probably be OSL, um, and I think she is a good bet. But I've also taken fifty to one in the All In for Sweet Ride. Uh, just touching on what Bot said, she was sorry. He was really good last start from an unwinnable position, but ridden cold. He, he reeled off some of the fastest sectionals of the entire meeting. In fact, it was the fastest last 600 and 400 and 200 of the entire meeting. He's obviously going to be a little bit closer from barrier three. And Craig Williams is just such a tactical genius that, you know, he'll, he'll have him in a much better spot than last time up to 1100 meters is suitable. So I thought he might've been in the chair after that Caulfield run, but perhaps uh, that Caulfield run two back, but perhaps last start um, he is back and somewhere near his best. Race nine. It is the first group one of the year, the CF4 stakes, and it sees the return of Mr. Brightside, the weight fridge king of Australia. He was obviously a runner-up in the Cox Plate, but he's won a host of other group ones. He's the $1.85 favorite from Pride of Jenny, 650, shares the second line with V8, Pericles 750, a tissue $12, Munamek $19, and Ayrton $19. Need to give my voice a break. Who wants to I'll go? go. Uh, we're having another hamburger with a lot here. First of all, I'll start with my lay because we all know who I'm going to be backing. Prada Jenny is going to be laid the place. Uh, she gets better into her preparations and when she can ruin races at the mile, for fuck's sake. I'm not sold that she's this group one star off a little purple patch of form in the spring. Yet to be sold... Um, and I think she's a very, very easy place lay here. Um, the bet in the race, and I'll let Benny tell the subscribers or the listeners uh, what price they should be on at. Um, yeah, Mr. Brightside is the best horse in the country. Yet again, he's probably still the most underrated. He's had his fair share of knockers, which I've heard uh, between the start of this week to now. Um yeah, I, I don't understand it. And I think his price is fair enough and I'll likely have more on. Don't call me a moron, as Tags would say. Um, he's the ultimate professional. He's unbeaten three from three track and trip. Super fresh. He'll sit 1-1 one, one and he'll smack him. I can't wait. Fill the fucking boots, boys. Yep. Um, if it looks like a moral and it smells like a moral, it probably is a moral. So you don't need a grey up here. Mr. Brightside should just be winning. He's just a class above these. Um, and at weight for age, like if this was a handicap, he'd be giving them all four or five kilos at the weights. Um, so the story around the price we're on at is that they, they the bookies released the all-in market for the Futurity Stakes. And we thought Alligator Blood will go to the Futurity, but he won't go to the All Stakes, which is what he has done for the last few years. And Mr. Brightside was $4 in the Futurity Stakes. And we knew that he was going to start a lot shorter in the Ore Stakes because 
the opposition would be far less. So I was ringing up Sportsbet tab trying to get these all-in markets out because I had a good feeling they would slip up and not uh, and not price it accordingly. They would just copy the futurity market straight across to the yaw, and that's exactly what they did. They put up $4, Mr. Brightside. We went bang, five units straight on. Um, it didn't last too long, but a lot of subs still got $3.50, which is still smashing SP. It draws barrier four here. It hasn't started Cre- yet. Well, it will smash SP. Jaws <laughs> Barrier 4 here. He's going to get the most perfect run. And I know people are going to go, oh, this is a fast run race and he might not be fit enough yet. But he rode a fast tempo first up over 1,400 meters last preparation in the PB Lawrence and he gave him Wimburn. I, I know that was a lesser race, but there's every chance he's improved a little bit since that preparation, since first up last prep. And he's just too good here. Um, Buffalo River will run them along and be the big Achilles heel for Pride of Jenny, who won't be able to dictate at 1,400 metres. So I agree with Nico. Great play, Slay. V8 and Pericles both will run well, and the others will be too far back. But Mr. Brightside gets the peach run and wins by a length and a half. Mm, yeah, I'm not going to be like a negative person like I was last last um, last time in the um, Phoebe Lawrence up. I think Brightside's probably fair. Like I have him two 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 dollars eighteen. I think like like it's it's I I don't want to back him in even money, but if I got two, I, I probably won't. But like two thirty two forty, like I doubt it happens. But like if that if that ended up happening and the, and the yard was fine, then I'd probably I'd probably back him. I'm on Pericles already. I think he will go forward, and I think I think he'd be cranked. I think th- these are the sorts of races. Um, James will have him set towards, I reckon, because he probably knows he's not good enough to really compete in the the best races. So I think he'll be sort of he'll he'll be in the first sort of six in running, and, and yeah, I I think he's just a little bit too big. Like I, th- I think he's more likely than V eight, and the other one I think is probably too big is um Bustler as well. I've had something on him, and yeah, because the reason I'm I'm the sort of able to have like a couple opinions this race is because I'm I'm well against Pride of Jenny. I think I think she is she is just no chance in this race. I think she like like what Nico said, she she like in, in normal scenarios she doesn't she doesn't win the 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 races that she but she, she can't won. fucking ruin. <laughs> she didn't ruin them. She still won them. It it, it wasn't her fault <laughs> She won that was the, the the jockeys in behind are giving her too much of it. And she still did it. Like she she ran fast time and she was strong enough to to win. But if you look at her she's run the same rating in her last two preps first up and I've like this is naive and it, and it's it's not right at all. But I've priced her off those ratings and she's a horse that she prob- she probably won't even lead here and she she won't she lead. won't be here to go. Um I think she's a like this is wrong, but I, I have a sixty-seven dollars. I think I think she's no chance. I don't want to be anywhere near her, and I think there's a lot of things. A couple chances to like Pericles is better than eight dollar chance. I think Mister Brightside's close enough to a bet if you really wanted to. V 8s about about right to me, and and Bustler's too big. A tissue will improve with the run. It probably runs well. A slashing fifth or fourth, and mm. yeah, like. Yeah, like like Bustler, he's a he's a good horse coming over from WA. So I've had something on him, and um, he's got the WA cap on, but 
Well, I'm just like purely off the numbers. Like he, he's run numbers that are like nothing compared to Mr. Brightside, but like, like his, his win in the railways mm. and he was backed that day from memory. Um, yeah, it's probably just he, he was the one that a they, step you need to take. Yeah, and, and like it, it's a short let up, and it's, I I don't know. I I just think he's a he was like they were betting forties, so it's, I think it's more like a fifteen sort of chance. Yeah, I've had a few other bets because I can afford to just with the the grouse price are on. I've backed Buffalo River just for a place, just small nine ten dollars. Um, he's going to lead this up from barrier one and. There's every chance he gets this loose lead. And some of these, because they're only first up, there's every chance that he's four lengths in front at the 500 and uh, they're playing catch-up and they might, you might just fall into third or fourth, probably fourth, given that um, I've backed him for a place. Um, <laughs> I've had something tiny on prior to Jenny in the all-in way back at $16, just because I, purely because I knew it was over the odds, but I, it's probably a donation in the end. I'm really keen, Mr. Brightside. All right, race 10, it is the Peter Legrand Stakes, 1,100-metre Group 3 for the Phillies. And we've got two Sydney Phillies coming down. Blanc de Blanc is $3.40 favorite from Estriella in the Kieran Maher yard, but I think she does stable north of the border. $4.40. Amor Sira, $7.50. So Glamorous, $10. Exploring, $11. Moesha, $14. And Vivante uh, is $17. Very tough race, but I've just got two roughies that I've backed in the all-in. One of those is Lazago. She could be completely in the chair. She could be, but she does claim the scope uh, of, I think she's beaten Blanc de Blanc before, um, and she had some good form two preps ago. I've backed her at $34 all-in. Um, she's going to get this sweeping run down the outside from barrier 12, and if she is still with us, then I just thought the price was big. And I backed Spicy Margs at $71. The race has come up a lot stronger than I first thought. So that's probably a bit of a donation. But I've had those two small bets. Um, and I've also had something small, Estrella, at $550. Mm. Um, this is a pretty difficult way to finish, I think. Um, I haven't completely decided yet. So the punters will have to wait and see uh, if anything is in the watch list on Saturday. But if I'm if you forcing me into a selection right now, it'll be Amasira, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I just want to see Blanc to Blanc come back. She's got some good form, but... Uh, Give a let off. She's half. She's half squibby, I think, too. But anyway. She's been there to win a few races and she just yeah, has she's half that, a cat, so. I reckon. You got what? it out of me. I said it in the end. She's uh, she's half a cat. So any thoughts on this yeah. race? Or are you going home early to the cheese and kisses? <laughs> well, I won't be going home early to the cheese and kisses if Mr. Brightside wins. But um, um, so he wants to back fucking zip away and all these other horses. He'll still drink the beers for free if Brightside wins, even if he doesn't back <laughs> Unbelievable behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Estriella is about the right price. I hate Blanc de Blanc. It's off 300 days and the ratings are eh. Um, I don't want to... I probably will end up betting just on Vivanti because I think it was a really nice debut win. Uh, time was good. Ratings, big, big margin. And the horse that came out behind, it's like a midweek sort of horse. Like it, It's so beyond who... Um, ran yesterday at Sandown. 
and he's sort of like he's a midweek horse, but um, I, I yeah, I just think she she's a really nice horse, big margins, big good big good time, and um, yeah, maybe I'll back Estriella, but yeah, I just couldn't get anywhere near Blanc to Blanc at the at the price of such a long break. Seems short to me. Yep. All right, I think that's the Caulfield card wrapped up. Nico, can we come over to you and get you around the grounds? Can be can be Friday, can be Saturday, can be Monday. Just give us all your bets and uh, try and keep it to keep it snappy. Yeah, I've only got a couple um, that I like. I've got one, I've got two tomorrow. The first one comes up: Race Six, Hobart, um, Spring Eagle should be very hard to beat. Um, I think I, I think it's a positive jockey change with Harry Coffey going on from uh, Joe McNeil. I think Harry's a very underrated rider, and if he had the opportunities that some of these other jockeys get, um, he would um, he would thrive and he'd repay him in spades. I think it's a perfect jockey uh, for Spring Eagle to step up to twelve hundred meters and third up Rock Hard Fit. I think it's his day. Or never sort of scenario tomorrow. I'd, I'd be pretty disappointed if he's getting beat. And uh, another filly that I've got a fair well mare now, I should say. Um, race four, Mooney Valley flying on a limb. I think the race sets up perfect for her. She's um, she, she's a nice horse on the way up. Um, this is actually a horse that we backed first up or early in, its, in her preparation last year to beat Katsu. Well. Katsu won a stakes race not too long ago out of the chair. So um, that's better form than what Flying on a Limb faces tomorrow night. I think it's a moderate race. I think um, all the speed's drawn outside her. So she should uh, should be able to just tag the speed. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think she's a filly going places. So I think sh- she'll make a good account of herself. I thought she should be – I thought she should be shorter. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I don't really have – too much else. I thought CR7 is possibly a bet. Race 3, Ramwick, if another bot isn't there. Um, that all depends on where it goes. Um, and I thought the Godolphin duo could um, make us a little bit of money. So Celerity in race, I don't have the race number there, Benny. Off the race top of my head. Race, race 2, Ramwick, I think um, she'll be hard to beat. She was obviously the horse who was kept uh, safe in the market last year, uh, last week, sorry, um, the Lady of Camelot before she threw J-Mac into the side of the gates and broke his toe. Um, so I think she has to be respected. She faces a, a weaker field here, gets TC. Um, to me, if this gay bot horse was that good, TC would be on it, being gay's main man. Happy to be um, with her. And I think Marquez or Marquez, race nine, Randwick, uh, is a very, very easy bet to have. I think this horse is a group horse. Happy to be against a more victorious. Um, I think it's a very easy bet to have. 52 kilos. Zachy Lloyd, drawn soft, trialled up super. Um, got the tip that he's, he's working very well at home, so... Very keen to be with him, and that, that's me. But, um, 
I've backed one at Mooney Valley tomorrow and the price is gone. Yeah. Probably couldn't. <laughs> Race five, one. number one. Yeah, the one. Ran good time at a was it a maiden or was it a fifty eight? I don't know, I can't remember. Horse's name? And the one Angelette. Angelette. Um at Wangaratta in a sixty four, it ran good time won by a big margin. Uh it'll go forward and uh the market danger is a horse of seven hundred days of Alice Springs form, so um I would like to be against it. Sweet. It'll be interesting, uh how that thing goes. Uh, hopefully it runs this week. No, it'll it'll just like completely fall out of the screen. <laughs> it's a squid too. All right, um, I'll fly but, yeah. through. Is that all, Bot? Um, yeah, I haven't looked at Colac yet, so I will get to that. And I'll, I'll do a watch list thing anyway, so you can have a look at that if you would like punters. Colac, Betfair watch list for Bot. So um, yeah, make sure you, you jump onto the Twitter and look at our watch list. We have been doing them for, for Betfair of late. On Twitter. Yep. Um, I'll fly through these, so get the pen and paper out. Um, I'm seeing things very similar to Nico. Tomorrow, race five, Hobart, Gee, number dangerous. one. Bold Soul should just be winning $1.60. Oh, yeah. Got into a hopeless spot last. Got into a hopeless spot last start, but it should be a little bit closer on the run here. Should just be winning. Yellow Sam, race seven, Hobart, the seven. Uh, she's just too classy for these, I would have thought. Um, Belsia won the race last year, but Yellow Sam easily defeated it. And then you got Give Giggles, who isn't a bad horse, but Yellow Sam, $3.20 is good betting, I would have thought, on Bet365. Flying on a limb, agree. I couldn't believe $5 was around for race four, Mini Valley, the seven. Um, Skideria is flying, and she's a great 955 horse, but she's got to cross them here. She's got to step up and grade, and she's got to beat a pretty good uh, mare in Flying on a Limb, who gets Ben Mullen, Barry Six, in well with 56.5 kilos, obviously beat Katsu last preparation. If the Valley is playing incredibly on speed, race six, number one, Holy Racket gets a great run. And so does race eight, number nine, Shame. They will be right there leading or thereabouts to the rail. They both draw barrier two. And race seven, number 10, extra two. I think it can probably bounce back. Gets Mark Zara after throwing off Tatum Bull last start. Uh, We go over to Saturday. Race two, Ranwick, number eight, Celerity. This horse was $5 to beat Lady of Camelot before throwing off J-Mac last week. Gets Tim Clark in on 54 kilos. This is Godolphin's best filly in Sydney. Uh, daughter of Exceeding Excel, who's trolled the house down. Go watch her most recent one. And I just think a node, he can definitely win, but he draws out in 13. We'll have to get across them to lead. And he's just a little bit short at $2. Um Race three, Ramick, number one, CR7, $12 for Ben Malm. I'm happy to back him if another wheel isn't running there. If another, if another wheel runs there, then I'm keen another wheel, and I'll also still back CR7. I think $12 is a pretty good price, really. Race nine, Ramick, the seven, Marquez. Same as Nico. I thought the fave was way too short, and this thing is trolled like a jet in the lead-up to its return to the races. Um, down on 52 kilos is a big key. We saw when she went up in weight last preparation, the wheels fell off a little bit and she might have been end of prep really late, but 52 kilos, she can accelerate off that with uh, Zach Lloyd on board. There's two horses in New Zealand, or there's two main races anyway. Uh, Tarapa race six, the seven Legato will be bouncing back. Is a dollar eighty-five, but we get to see her at 2,000 meters for the first time. I know she was beaten at a dollar thirty last start, but Desert Lightning isn't a bad horse, and they completely gapped third. She was only second up off a spell, 
and they went really fast. So that can often bring horses undone. I think she'll be closer in the run here, and I'm really keen to see her up to the 10 furlongs for the first time from Barrier 1. And then you go over to race 8 to Rapa, uh, the 11 Crescetti. He's $2.50 here, which is probably a little bit skinny up against the older horses for the first time. But nonetheless, even if you don't have a bet, you just have to be watching this race because he is the most exciting horse in New Zealand right now, the three-year-old. He's unbeaten seven out of seven. And he comes up against a few decent ones in Waytac, Quintessa, Dragon Leap, Bonnie Lass. So they're pretty good older horses. He's going to get a real test here. Not 100% sure if I'm going to back him just yet because Waytac with Opie Boston presents as some sort of danger. Um, but... I'd be really excited for him to win that and then come down to a, to Melbourne for an Australian Guineas. Um, and the only other one, we go over to Monday, Chartin. There's three races I want to play into there. They're racing on Monday because it is Chinese New Year. So happy Chinese New Year to all those who celebrate. Race seven, number four, Kai Ying rising for Zach Purton. Uh, he's had three starts. He's won once and he's ran second twice to a horse named Wunderbar, who... He's a very good horse in his own right. He's going to settle right on top of the speed from barrier two here. Um, gets in well, still only 58 and a half kilos in a class three contest. And this just has his, this race has his name written all over it. Race eight, there's two chances here. Number six, Mugen was awesome winning last start. He gets in um, with 52 kilos again. He's probably going to get all the favours in a small field from barrier one. He's very hard to beat up in class to, to a class one. But if there is one that can beat him, it is Red Line, the four. This horse drops back from 61 kilos he carried last up when Mugen beat him. He's back into 56 and a half kilos. So key, key weight swing there with Purton on. Um, I'm hoping Mugen, Mugen will go up a short price favourite because he was so dominant last up. But I think Red Lion is worth at least a saver because... He was just too far out of the weights last start and he gets his chance uh, there on Monday. And then the most exciting horse in Hong Kong goes around. Race 10, number five, Galaxy Patch. This thing could come over to Australia and be competitive in some of our sprints. Um, I've never even heard of that thing before. They, they might have discussed him on the Racing and Sports podcast, but the splits that he's been running have been insane. He won on Galaxy International what? Day. Galaxy Patch. Yeah. Okay. One on international day with the 61 kilos by, by three lengths. Then he ran fast time last start, fastest late splits of the entire meeting, one by a length and a half, and was backed into a dollar twenty, going from a class three to a class two. So, market's got a massive opinion of him. He stays in class two company. He'll be too short to back, but just watch him. Um, he's got to beat horses like How Deep Is Your Love, Invincible Sage, who's up to 1200 meters, ran pretty well last start, but. Uh, Galaxy Patch is the next group one sprinter in Hong Kong and pretty keen he just wins again. It's by Wanjana. What, what did Wanjana do? He, um, I think he won an Australian Guineas. He was Gay Waterhouse and I think he went over to Royal Ascot. Yeah, right. And he ran fifth or something and um, Brazen... He, he was in the same year as Brazen Bow and Brazen Bow ran second when Craig Williams decided to take him to the opposite side of the track to everyone else. <laughs> Frozen Bow should have won. It was 2016. All right. All right. Let's get around to questions. Uh, Mazza says, what was Nico's thoughts on Lording Rod yesterday? That got a few likes. <laughs> Bit of engagement on Twitter. I think we know that. Yeah, that Marty was Business. bad. Um, Marty Business says, is Pross chances in the Blue Diamond being overlooked in futures betting? Does it go there? I don't know coming. if this horse... 
Yeah, Prost go, isn't yeah. fast enough. But even if it was, I think Gay and Adrian are only taking Lady of Camelot. The six day have already backed the winner anyway from the Gay Boy Yard this week. Yeah, we're, we're on Lady of Camelot at $13, so um, it's, it's a good early overlay anyway. Coop says mid-down moral. Thanks for sticking it up, Oz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you cheeky little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> ES punting. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll be covered in the preview, but what are the lads' thoughts on the Rubiton? Personally, like the price about Vivian, albeit comes up against some decent opposition. Keen to keen what everyone likes. PS, Bunbury race five, number eight, flower in the wind. Wins. Cheers, lads. Um, Vivienne. Was that AS or was that RD with the Viviation, Vivienne fascination? Yeah, he's a bit of a Vivienne fan. Did she just go through a purple patch last prep and she's not actually up to as for his level? Well, she was the horse. I found out she's the she was the Aladdin squib that led up the uh, bright side jump out. Yeah, right. Not that that means much, but anyway. So, I, don't yeah. know. I, I don't really give her much chance on. So you step up again, I think. Yeah, he obviously improved have. last prep, but I, I doubt a bit test for him. But um, yeah, it, um, I, I'd want to see it on on Saturday first before I. I, I haven't priced her off her, her peaks anyway. Yeah, she'll be a bit below him, I think. Betfair says Betfair Australia. This is gold tick. Um, you know how much it costs to get that gold tick on Twitter? It's ridiculous. They probably Not even the value pays for so. it. Uh, who's the best odds on lay prospect on the weekend? Do we have one? What's um Pride of Jenny's lay for the place? What's what's yeah. what, what price is that? Like the plastics. Oh, she's odds. Oh she's no, odds she's dollar eighty five the place. Yeah, she's mine. She'll run right. like last. I reckon you you, you can lay um. <laughs> no, she won't run last, but she, yeah, I think she's. A, You're gonna lay her the place for me on Saturday. If you want me to, sure. Are you going to lay her with me? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, let's just lay the guts out of her. Fuck it. Ryan Deef. He only has two questions this week. Both of them are for Nico. Nico, what will you do if Brightside gets beat? I don't want to start thinking about things like that. I'm full of positivity right now. Mm. Don't ruin my vibe, bitch. (laughs) Don't kill my vibe. Remember when Brightside won the the Memsy and we were all in the winning owner's bar? How good. Paying owners here. Expect to be in there again. <laughs> Nico, there, is it true? <laughs> Nico, is it true that Ben has a new missus? If so, can you please inform the punters about it? I'll I'll ask that question, but uh there's no answer, Nico, or else I'll uh <laughs> I may chop your nuts off. The answer of Nick McCalder is the answer that Nick McCalder cannot say. Nick McCalder is obliged not to say anything further. Anything that he does do or say can be used against him in the court of law. Good boy. No the comment. An- the answer is a pineapple, as Mood says. Morgan Lynn, best pre-punt meal. Oh, definitely a big brekkie in the morning. Fuck it, big I'm brekkie. going for one on Saturday. I haven't had one. I haven't had a big brekkie in probably three months. Me and Tyson Adrian, we're going for brekkie and mimosas before the races. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm so keen. Probably be the last thing I eat for the weekend, but anyway. Yeah. I agree. I've, I've uh, stayed with... I agree what? The breakfast or the last thing that I'll eat? Or all of the above? Uh, all of the above. But this is <laughs> this is Nico's play. I stayed with 
what did we have? We had something at Crown on a Friday night once. We woke up, went downstairs, had a big breakfast. Um, it's the best. And then Nico has Nico has a big, big breakfast and then he doesn't eat for the rest of the weekend. So oh, that's, that's the way you do it. Yeah, fucking nice. Um, bot, if, you, if you're with Bot uh, at Mooney Valley, you probably miss a few races. You le- if you're with Bot, you leave him before the ore. <laughs> you get something to eat. <laughs> if the bum is as good as they are in Mooney Ponds at Caulfield, then maybe. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Max Dwight, how many lengths does as Fura win by? I'll go a neat length and a quarter. Hopefully none. Two. Riley Stoddart, has John Allen been taken into custody yet? (laughs) (laughs) No comment. I don't think he has been. But, uh, yeah, there's a few punters that uh, wanted his head this week. But anyway, he'll bounce back back because he's a great man and he's a good jockey. And the last one, Max Cheatham. Southport Tycoon, Azfura, Brightside. All up, doubles, question mark. Don't take doubles. You can't take doubles when they're a dollar eighty because there's just no point. You, you'll stake too much. Like if two win, there's no you gotta, point. You just got to anchor one. What? Yeah, just just you got to anchor one. So so you'll, say you like three horses, you anchor one of them, and you play the other two. The difference is by so say so say number one's your anchor. You play one two one three. You pick you pick your you best do, of you those two. three, and that's your anchor. Anchor horse. So you have multiple then, of them. Or is that what you're yeah, doing? So say you do? like three. So say you like three. So say you like as for a bright side and another bot. As for as your lock. So you take as for a bright side, as for a, another bot. Make sense? Ah, uh, I get it. Yeah. So you have one of them as your as your lock. And you, why you why don't you just back them themselves? Yeah, you. you not everyone. Too. Not everyone has a deep enough odds to be backing a dollar eighty horses like you, mate. Shut so. in. So yeah, but anyway, if you if you're taking three dollar eighty chances, don't take doubles because if you have a hundred dollars on each combination, you've already spent three hundred dollars, and you're just cutting into your profit too much. And if only two win, then you're probably only getting your money back if that. So just take the treble or just do two straight out, back them all straight. On a Saturday, if I'm at the races, I, I usually. If I'm taking some multis, like I'll, I'll launch them, but I'll also do multis. I'll usually do them chronologically. So at least you can sort of reinvest if the first one gets beat. All right. That is it. We uh, did a deep dive of Caulfield and then we really sped up the sectionals late because we had to or else the podcast would have gone for two hours. So boys, it's great to be back. Group on Racing will all be there at the Heath. So punters, give us a message. We'll meet up. We'll have a beer. Uh, and if Mr. Brightside wins, then we'll be partying, I would have thought. Mr. Brightside yes. wins, you won't hear from me. <laughs> what if he doesn't win? What happens? Mads then? is away for this weekend. If so it doesn't win, you still won't be hearing from him. <laughs> it's a win-win scenario. <laughs> so Mads, stayed, stayed with Mads last night. She leaves in the morning for a Hamilton Island trip. It doesn't get back till Tuesday night, so... Nico could be off the radar, just <laughs> under a bridge somewhere or something. Oh, yeah, the dog is off the leash. All right, good luck this weekend, punters. Absolutely cannot wait for it. Uh, hopefully, we have a fill up and uh, we're in good spirits next week. That was Thanks, fun. Punters. That was really one of our best pods, I reckon. Agree.
everyone knows all about my direction. And in my heart somewhere, I want to go there. Still, I don't go there. Everybody says, say something, say something, say something, say something. Come. 